Hello, I'm Leslie Dudley Corbell, and I'm Diane Doucette Matthews. Welcome to The Mind of a Child, where we explore the social, emotional, physical, intellectual, spiritual development of a child and offer wisdom on these issues. Thank you for joining us. We are so glad you have joined us for today's conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, take a deep breath with me, and let's settle in and focus on what God would have us learn today. Leslie, thank you for that. Today is our first episode of The Mind of a Child. We're going to start by looking at the brain behind the mind of the child. So let me read the definition of what the mind is. So the dictionary said, it is the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences, to think and to feel the faculty of consciousness and thought. So I'm thinking, this is just me, I'm not a scientist, I'm thinking that the mind is invisible and the brain is the tangible matter inside the skull. Is that like too simple of a... No, I think that's great. And okay. um, so before we get going more in the mind, let's go ahead and just sit here to really understand the mind. Let's sit and try to understand the brain. Okay, so tell us what is going on inside the fetus. So the brain starts forming prenatally at about three weeks after conception. Mm. And before birth, the brain produces trillions more neurons and synapses than it's ever even going to need. I mean, think about parts of the brain being developed. We talk about by the second month, Mm -hmm. weeks five through eight. Mm -hmm. The brain spinal cord and all the neural tissue and the things that the fetus needs to to get the engine running. Mm -hmm. You know, the the brain is the big computer kind of keeping all the systems going and forming. That's already well formed Mm. by week eight. By month six, so kind of weeks 21 through 24, you know, the fetus is able to respond to sounds by moving, might have an increased pulse. And you may even notice jerking motion if a um, fetus hiccups. Wow. So the child responds to the environment even while they're inside the yes. womb. That, that's pretty incredible. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's why you see parents, you know, reading to them or putting their head up to the, the right. their tummy because it's, they really do hear. They and, hear. And it's, so think about it. It's their brain. Mm-hmm. It's their brain interacting with you. All of those neural connections starting to form at Before that time. Before they're even... Here. Before you know? they're even here. Right. <clears throat> wow. Okay, so eight months? So at eight months, weeks 29 through 32, the brain really is developing rapidly, and the fetus can see and hear. So think about this. At birth, a baby's brain contains 100 billion neurons. That's roughly as many nerve cells as there are stars in the Milky Way. And it's almost all the neurons the brain will ever have are already there. Mm. I just think that is so fascinating. That is unbelievable. Think about how God created that brain before it is even birthed and it comes into the arms of the mom and the dad. And what we've talked about, the important role that we have as parents to influence this child or these children that God has given us. That brain is not developed, and yet we play a huge role in developing this brain. Yes. That's magnificent. And so you talked a little bit about neuron connections. Yeah. So, it, you know, it is important to know, and you, and you let's spend some time on it. You talked about how our brain from the very beginning 
builds neural connections through interactions with the environment and through interactions with others. And so we do call that neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the word. And that's the ability to grow and to change. The brain is pattern-seeking. Yes. There's a lot of information out there. And so the brain is pattern-seeking. It compartmentalizes it all. And so it forms these neural connections, these firings between two neurons to establish what it might expect or predict to happen next. The neuroplasticity. I remember the first time you mentioned it to me, I was, I was blown away. I couldn't believe that that speaks so deeply about what God and the Holy Spirit does to us. But just to know that the science behind it, how it works. I mean, mm-hmm. it renews our minds, but how it works physically and, and uh, scientifically in our brains. I, I just love the whole idea. We'll do a couple of episodes on that later on. But I know I'm, I'm getting off track here, but it's so interesting. So we were talking about the influence that uh, as parents we have on our children. So the brain doesn't exist in a vacuum. Right. So there's experiences with the environment and with people. Yeah, we really are brain builders for our children. The experiences that we give to them and the interactions that we have with them play a fundamental role in that. And, and, and I think this is one thing, as you said, knowing, knowing this reveals to us that critical time that, that we have oh my yeah, the, yes. with the children. We lay a foundation for children to understand themselves and the world. Yeah. I mean, that's the great yeah. responsibility. Yeah. And we're, we're brain builders. So we've been talking a little bit about the formation in the womb. That's the brainstem we're talking about. So when a child is born, that brainstem is on board. It's ready to go. And every living creature has a brainstem. Mm-hmm. Humans have a brainstem, and mammals have a brainstem, reptiles have a brainstem, lizards have a brainstem. It's a very fundamental part of the brain that is necessary to keep the, to keep the body going. That part is on board when a child is in the womb, it's being formed. When the child is born, it is on board, ready to go. Great. So the brain's going to start taking in information, interactions with the environment, interactions with others. It's going to continue doing that. The first 18 months of the child's pre-language development, that's the right side of the brain being wired up. Hmm. There's a hotline to the eye, the orbital area. The child's taking information as the, through visual cues. Mm-hmm. So the right side of the brain is being wired up. At about 18 months, 24 months, whenever language comes on board that's when the left side of the brain begins wiring. And so we're going to think about here, our, we're going to call it our limbic system. Okay. That's the part of the brain we're talking about here. And I'm just going to take a moment. We're really oversimplifying this right now. The brain acts as a whole. It's one brain. It's firing throughout the brain. We're just simplifying it and talking about a three-part brain model. So the limbic system there comes on board with language. And you might see this in your child when the child says no. <laughs> so that's the point when the child is starting to see things through their own personal experience. So then the prefrontal cortex, which is in the very front part of the brain, that part of the brain is not even almost fully wired until mid-20s. But here's what I love about God's design. You know, we used to always say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Hmm. Well, it turns out you can. We mentioned that term neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is that ability to form those new neural connections through our interactions with the world. God designed us that way. We know that as Christians because he's sanctifying us through our lifetime. 
Mm. He's he's transforming us in in his image. To me, that was really just a beautiful revelation when I started learning about psychology and learning all these different things that God has done that for us. Yes. And I remember when we first started talking about this and you were revealing those things to me, I was like, this is amazing. Let's let's review though. Mm-hmm. Let's just review. So let's go the first one. Brain stem. Second. Limbic system. And the third. Prefrontal cortex. Okay. And just the the time breakdowns for okay. them. The brain stem on, on, on board when the child is born, formed in the womb, ready to go. Limbic system, you know that it's really on board when language comes along. Language. Okay. And then the third one? Prefrontal cortex. It's being wired up throughout, and it's really not considered fully wired. And mm-hmm. so here's the, I, I want everyone to pay attention to this, until the mid-20s. But it's being wired up. It's being I mean, wired it's not up. completed until... It's not even fully wired until mid-20s. And it's never completed, right? Because okay. we're going to continue forming new pathways. Okay, but and there's two are unconscious, one is conscious. Yes. The brain stem and the limbic system are both the unconscious part of the brain. Mm-hmm. Which means that when we're acting from those parts of the brain, when those are the parts of the brain that are activated and we're mm-hmm. firing from, we're not really conscious of what we're doing. So let's take, for example, a child operating out of the brainstem when they're one year old. Yeah. And so let, let, me, let me explain it this a different way to make sure I clarify that. You know, I mentioned the brain is pattern seeking mm-hmm. and it's forming patterns that, of what to expect to happen, different interactions, how they might go with someone, what signals are coming in from the environment, what signals are coming in from a person, whether it's their tone of voice, words that they say, the appearance. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting what I think is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So you can fall, you can, when you're unconscious, you're acting out of these patterns, these yes. predicted patterns that you think might happen. You're not con- making conscious choices about your behavior or about the next step or what you're going to do. You're following established patterns and ways of perceiving the world. Okay, that's perfect. And at that stage, what they need or seek is safety. Yes. And we'll cover that in detail yes. later on, but that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, because the brainstem itself is concerned with keeping the machine going, keeping the body going, keeping survival. regulated survival. That's right. So, like yeah. you talked about a lizard. Yes, <laughs> a lizard. <laughs> there, It's survival. It needs to survive. Yeah, so that's, when, that's its yeah. chief aim. And, and we talked about the limbic system. You know, its chief aim is to be validated to connect with others. Okay, so it's still unconscious. It's still unconscious. We're acting out of patterns. Mental models, you can think about mental models, and we can kind of go into that a little bit just as a sidebar. You know, we talked um, in our introductions, we talked about how we begin our parenting journey as children and mm. what we, um, how we see the world and how we see the role of parenting, what our beliefs are about children. We actually, and what our beliefs are about relationships. And so those form mental models of what we think about the world. Mm -hmm. And so we see the world through those mental models. And you had mentioned sensations because that goes with that too. Yes. When something happens, we may experience some sort of physiological sensation. Mm -hmm. Like I may may experience something in my gut or in my, um, I may not like something. And so then we can label those sensations as um, feelings. Yeah. And so this starts with a child. It's unconscious at what, what's the month? So 18 months. That's when yeah. we can, when we, whenever language comes on board, because That's then we can start assigning language 
to something that we might have experienced. And before and, that, we don't really have language to describe our experiences. We may have those sensations, but not necessarily language to describe to them. And then what's the need for this? One? Need is connection and love. Needing relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The third one is the prefrontal cortex, mm-hmm. and it is conscious. It's conscious. Yes, so it knows. And what, first off, what is it seeking? Just seeking to any problem that comes along, solve the problem, seeking to learn something. Learn, yes. Yeah. And you talked about impulse control. So impulse control is an early, we can call these things executive skills. We talk about people wanting to um, have higher order thinking skills is another way people phrase it. So impulse control is, we're wiring that up, it's in the prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. So it's not on board immediately. Right, when they're born, when it, you have a child. When a you have a child. Infant, I mean, I should when say. When you have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, three-year-old depending upon the child's temperament, they may or may not have impulse control fully wired yeah. at that point. Yeah. So sometimes we feel frustrated because a child's not controlling their impulse, but yet if we can see that it's a skill that we need to teach them, then we can help them. Yeah, and a one-year-old can't really do that. No, a one-year-old cannot do that. So learning that is so insightful and so helpful for a parent that could change your parenting totally just to know that. that Absolutely. That's, you can't expect something out of a child or a person that they can't do. If they don't know? have the skills. So, anyway, so here's, that would be. So here's the, a big takeaway from this. When our child doesn't have the skill, if we can see the child is lacking the skill, we can teach them the skill. Mm. But we also can model the skill for them. We mm. lend them our skills to help them solve that problem. And then it would just give us a piece that we... We have to train them and not expect them to do things. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's a child's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a child's mind. We can't expect a mind of a child to be like the mind of an adult. Amen. Amen. So we've talked about the brain. Now let's go ahead and look at the mind. When I think about the mind, I think about phrases such as mindset, meeting of the minds, mind your manners. Hmm. Um, so for me, there is an implication of intention and consciousness. And we've talked about the idea of a, the conscious brain. Yes. And I hear what you're saying. I think of phrases also like, you're out of your mind, you know, or just not the state of your mind influences. The state of our mind definitely influences the state of our child's mind. Every interaction is two-way. Correct. At least two-way. Could be, could be have more involved, but every interaction with another person is two-way. And what we do in that interaction greatly determines the connections happening in the child's brain. Yeah, and I'll give you a perfect example. This was so funny. The other day, my, my granddaughter, who's like nine months, she fell and she hit her head, and she, you know, looked up with those big old eyes of hers and looked at her, her mom, and she was going to, she was waiting for a reaction. So Jenna was either going to, oh, no, you know, get real anxious or just, oh, it's okay. And, of course, mm-hmm. she did, oh, it's okay, and Rosie just went on. Yeah, so that story, children definitely look to us to help them make sense of what they're experiencing. Yes. And so when you describe Jenna as giving her the, the smile and the thumbs up, then she realized, oh, I, some, I had a sensation, something happened different. I'm looking at my primary caregiver, my attachment figure, my mother, my person. Yes. And she's reflecting back to me that things are okay. Yes. That I don't, I don't, there's no cause for alarm. And so she's picks back up and ready to learn and explore the world. And that's really unconscious on her part. Yes. But Jenna gave her the consciousness of hers yes. to, to little Rosie. And so there's a pattern. Yeah. 
a pattern, something may happen, I'm going to look at my person mm -hmm. for feedback yeah. about what just happened and then continue. As we leave today, you can think about your reactions and what does that communicate to your child. And we look forward to the next one. The next one will be a little bit on your mind and how it influences and how you can influence your child in a very positive way. Thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram at the mind of a child pod, or you can email us at the mind of a child podcast at gmail.com.